Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is the one-year anniversary of our magical night in Buffalo. <laughs> is that right? Yes, oh, today is, 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 is exactly. So just one night in Buffalo. Yeah. I know you don't remember a lot of that night, or you claim <laughs> not to, but look, it, it meant presents. a lot to me. It, it, it meant a lot to me. I, I appreciate you, you know, because sometimes when stuff like that happens, it gets oh, weird. No, but no, it didn't ruin our friendship at all. It's just friends hanging out. Exactly. Yeah. Just guys doing guy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Just guys doing guys stuff. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jake Croucher, and Lawrence Jackson. Yeah, Lawrence wasn't there that night in Buffalo, but you were there for the early part of the evening. <laughs> no. Were you not? No, I was no. not. You just We've just described it to you. I know Dan yeah. Graziano. Yeah, I feel I was like that. I was there. Yeah. Dan Graziano was there. Connor yeah. and Dan get confused all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Damien was there. Our producer Damien yeah, was, was there. Yeah, he missed out narrowly. Yep. No. I feel like I've been immersed in the story so many times that I... It's like you were there. Virtual reality. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. You were there for the Vegas night. Oh, I was at many Vegas nights. <laughs> Maybe yes. too, too long. Probably. Probably uh, factually correct. Well, it's a sad day. <laughs> it's a sad day today here at the happy hour. Should we get into this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yesterday, Justin Jefferson, number one overall, uh, the consensus number one pick in fantasy football, Justin Jefferson, goes on the IR. Um, James Conner, you know, who's been a, basically an RB1 this whole season, he goes on the IR. We, uh, we got news just before we went on air that it is expected Devon Achan will go on IR. Mm-hmm. And officially this morning, Anthony Richardson placed on IR. As a result, literally everybody drinks for free. Everybody. Somebody everybody. has, everyone has at least one of these guys yeah. on their team. It's awful. It's a bloodbath. Uh, the most concerning thing to me about all these injuries are awful and they're concerning. But to me, the Richardson one, did you guys see the quote that like Shane Steichen yeah, basically yeah. said, like, no timetable for his return. And right. when he was asked directly if, like, well, will we see Richardson play again this year? He's like, we'll see. Not like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, when he's done with the four weeks, he'll be good. But just literally like, we'll see. Yeah, a shoulder – with a shoulder, there's usually a more definitive timeline coming off. It's not like a hamstring which can linger a shoulder. It's usually you've broken something or you haven't or it's sprained or it's right. not. And the thing with Richardson is that has he gone through one game fully healthy of the three or four that he played? Like, was this a problem for him in college, Connor? Not really, no. Yeah. I mean, it was just he didn't get hit like this, number one. A lot of times guys couldn't catch up to him or He didn't really play that many games up. in college, so that was, that was the so problem. So one-year starter. Right, exactly. So, I mean, and also to your – 
original point, Jay and, and Matthew, this went from maybe an AC joint yeah. sprain, short-term IR, to they don't know if he needs surgery is what I read, which is a totally different ball game for a quarterback, Lawrence. Yeah, a totally different it, situation. You talking about uh, you talking about the throwing shoulder here. So yes. when when Shane Steichen was asked if you know he'll play again, and he says I don't know or we'll see rather, um, I think that's you know predicated on you know where are the Colts as a team at that time, and is it worth it in week fourteen, fifteen to even you know, bring them back. Uh, so it's definitely, it, it's hard because we don't know, like, anything. I don't even think they know. He said, we'll let the doctors decide. So, you know, that's just what's going to happen. Um, as far as fantasy goes, um, unless you have him as a keeper, I don't even know what you do with him at this point because we don't know exactly how, like, if it's closer to four weeks, obviously yeah. you're going to hold him there, you're going to keep him. But if it's closer to the eight, well, that fantasy season is just about over by the end. If you have an IR spot, obviously you just throw them in there and that's, that's easy. But if not, if you play in a league that doesn't have an IR spot that has a short bench, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I, I probably would hang on to them through this week, see if there's more developments yeah. as, the, as the week goes on. But if we, get, if we get news that like he's having surgery and it may be two months or whatever, to your point, if it's not a keeper league, it's not, if it's a one-year redraft league, then – yeah, I don't have a problem uh, dropping him if you need the roster space. But again, I would try to wait to get more news about a timeline for his return and also yell at your commissioner, why don't you have an IR spot? Uh, in terms of fantasy impact of this move, we know for at least the next four weeks it's going to be Gardner Minshew uh, under center for the Colts. And I think the two things here is, is that he obviously doesn't have nearly the fantasy upside of, um, of Anthony Richardson. But I think two things. I think he's like a mid to high tier QB2. Like I think he's fine, right? He's a little bit more mo- he's not Anthony Richardson, but he's he's mobile in the Kirk Cousins healthy Joe Burrow kind of way that he get you 10 to maybe 20 yards a game, something like that, you know, in the in the right scenario, you know, maybe a little Mahomesy. And then the other thing is is that he's a good enough passer that he's going to elevate Michael Pittman. Yep. Pittman'll be fine. And we talked about this yesterday in the Wavewire show. Josh Downs is going to become a thing. In the three games in which Gardner Minshew has played this year, Josh Downs has a 25% target share. He's got 18 receptions in those three games. And so Josh Downs, who you talked about, Connor, kind of a PPR machine. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to live in the slot, and Gardner is going to get the ball out. That's how this offense is going to play with Richardson, who's 6'5", 245. He can run. He can afford to hold the ball and push the ball down the field or take off and run. With Gardner, Gardner they have to play a different yeah. style of football. And Steichen's good yeah. at that adjustment, but it's got to be a little bit more of a quick game offense. And that propels downs in this offense, I think, more than anyone. Remember, by the way, and I think this gets underrated, but remember, Gardner Minshew was the backup to Jalen Hurts last year, yep. whose offense coordinator was Shane Steichen. Right. I, I mean, like, That's again, why I went there. I, I, 100%. I mean, so there's already a familiarity between Steichen and Minshew, and with the offense, we've already seen Minshew play solid to above average football when he's had to fill in for Richardson this year. The other thing is, is they're going to continue to run the ball. I think the stat we had was it's they've averaged 30 running back touches a game uh, with Minshew in, in the games that Minshew has played, the three games that Minshew has played. And so now they have Jonathan Taylor back in the way that Zach Moss is running. Like, I think you just say, like, hey, we're, gonna, we're not going to ask Gardner Minshew to win games for us. We're just going to run the ball and, you know, get it to Pittman and, and, and Downs and, you know, play hopefully decent defense and stay alive in a division that doesn't feel like any one team is going to run away with. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to the Rotor World player news. We have a lot to do today. We'll get to eating good. We will get to start sit for a lot of players. But first, the Rotor World player we news. We've got to talk about Lawrence's and I's matchup we, we, this past we, weekend. We, 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 we the Desmond Ritter out, conversation will be here. we blocked out about 12 here. minutes for that, Lawrence. <laughs> yes. so, well, yeah. I don't have much to say about it, so <laughs> I don't know if there's 12 minutes needed. Maybe you want to talk for 11 minutes and 30 seconds of that. But, uh, 45, yeah. 11, 45. 11, 45. <laughs> exactly. all, all, all I need is 15 seconds to be like, damn. <laughs> with that, we're going to kick off our Roto World player news with the latest around Travis Kelsey. And we yeah. got to hear from both head coach Andy Reid and his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, on the status of Kelsey moving forward. He's been, you know, he's always been honest with me on things like that. So um, we'll just see how he does. But, you know, he's doing okay out there today. So we'll see where it goes. So I didn't see the injury live, so I didn't know how bad it was. Um, but. I'm looking back on it now and seeing how the ankle rolled and then being able to, to come back out there and play. Travis Kelsey limited at practice on Tuesday. This is some footage of Kelsey present at practice. So, I mean, to me here, guys, you know, Barry, this is someone who will just play through as much pain tolerance as he can that I think it's an early assumption we're going to see Travis Kelsey. But I'll pose this question to you. In what capacity will we see Travis Kelsey? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, again, this is a Broncos defense that gave up 70 just a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, and so it, there's a, especially on a short week, you could see him on a limited snap count. But Travis Kelsey is already playing a limited amount of snaps. He's not playing nearly the, the snaps that he played last year. The positives are is that when he's out there, he's earning targets on many of the routes, and Mahomes is always going to look for him. And because of the tight end position, look, if Travis Kelsey is active tomorrow night and we expect him to be active tomorrow, you're starting him. You're starting him. And I'm not, quote-unquote, trying to sell high on Travis Kelsey. He's one of the toughest guys in the NFL. Prior to the game that he missed at the start of the season, it was the first game he'd missed in the regular season due to injury since his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, like, he missed one due to COVID. He's, he's sat out games when the Chiefs have clinched. But, like, this is somebody that has taken a lot of hits over his career and has just sort of, you know, always been out there. He guts it out. Uh, you heard Andy Reid talk about it. So, yes, I think probably I would lower expectations for him on Thursday night. But – what are you doing? You're starting Gerald Everett? Like, yeah. stop it. Come on. Like, I mean, you're starting Travis Kelsey. I thought it was instructive that he slammed his helmet for a low-grade ankle sprain where he returned like 25 minutes later. He was just so upset that he had to miss plays. Because yeah. he must have known that it wasn't that, that bad when it happened. But, yeah, I suspect that this is the type of thing where he will play on a limited count. If the game is out of hand in the second half, which it may well be, then maybe they pull him out at that point, but certainly I think that this opens the door for other pass catchers. In the one other thing I will say is just because the tight end you know, landscape is so brutal out there, that if I had a roster spot, and this is only if I had a roster spot, you rarely see this, but I wouldn't mind stashing Noah Gray just in case he aggravates something. Uh, like that's, that's like he's one of the few tight ends that you feel good about if something happened to the guy before. Like, Noah Gray is a talented player. They out of Duke, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, move tight end that uh, was productive for the Blue Devils in college. They like a lot there, and that we know how that offense runs. And that if Noah Gray were out there, if Kelsey were ever to miss, I'd feel Noah Gray would be a borderline, uh, you know, tight end one for me. The rare handcuff. 
he, yeah. he, he was yeah, there. He, he was their second leading receiver in week four. But if you're telling me, you know, back to Kelsey, if you're telling me you're going to go out there, get 11 targets, catch 10 of them, sure, it won't It'll be for 65 yards. <laughs> Throwing a touchdown with that, which is what he ended up doing in week five. And, yeah, it's, it's no question we starting him. He already jogging out there. That's about the speed that he played anyway. <laughs> he just know how to get open. That's right. He, and he still got, you know, he got the shakems to him still. That's about the speed he played anyway, so knows, it's up. Knows where the space is, Travis. I will say, and we've talked about him a lot, this might be the space. last chance to get Rasheed Rice because Rasheed Rice, yes, thank you. mentioned this before, he's like the 11th graded wide receiver in football by PFF. His grades have been amazing every week. He just doesn't play a lot of snaps. But I just find it hard to believe that in an offense where everyone is failing as a wide receiver, Tony is underwhelmed, Sky Moore is underwhelmed, uh, your man Justin Watson just doesn't get on the field enough. I, if I was to choose like a long shot guy who's like, oh, this guy randomly turned into a top 15 wide receiver the rest of the way, Rasheed Rice would be my long shot just because he's good and he's in the Kansas City offense. Look, earning targets is a skill. Like, it's one thing to go out there, you know, the jokes are always like, you know, this guy's running cardio, right? You yeah. know, they just send him out on... <laughs> Sky Moore. But Sky, Sky Moore, <laughs> MVS, right? Like, but earning targets is skill. Just give, it, uh, give you an example. Travis Kelsey earns a target on 35% of his routes, okay? Like, when he runs a route 35% of the time, he's getting a target. Uh, Mahomes is throwing the ball. Well, Rasheed Rice is earning a target on 36% of his routes, a higher rate than Travis Kelsey. Now... Kelsey runs a lot more routes than Rasheed Rice. we got to get Rasheed Rice out there, but he's a rookie, and he is increasing his route participation. He's increasing his snaps every single week. He leads the Chiefs, not Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. He leads the Chiefs in red zone targets, Rasheed Rice, even though he's not out there nearly as much. I absolutely love the call. I feel like we've been talking about him for a while, especially when you think about the fact that the Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites in this game. Maybe they use this as as a chance to get Rasheed Rice some more reps and more opportunities out there in a game that's in, uh, well in hand. Scored the touchdown last week as well. Rasheed Rice is coming. It's, yep. it's happening. It's, it's happening. just a matter of when it's going to when it'll manifest itself fully. Some other notable injuries we're tracking. You're going to see at the top of this list the Sean Watson dealing with that shoulder, and it would be P.J. Walker um, if Watson is not ready to play. We'll have an update on Watson in a second. Hey, Jay, what kind of therapy do you think Deshaun Watson will get? <laughs> On that shoulder. Duck Lawrence. Uh, you don't want any part of this. Can't go near that. Uh, what I will say about the Sean Watson, though, Matthew, <laughs> is that uh, the lines <laughs> of this game open to two and a half. It's all the way up to six, Matthew. So uh, the market expects that the Sean Watson may not play or may be limited uh, regardless of what treatment he gets on that shoulder. He definitely needs. Okay, here we go. Mary Kay this Cabot, Deshaun Watson is not scheduled to talk to the media today like he usually does on Wednesday. Will be limited if he practices. So, just, I mean, everything, just reading everything here, Jay, it does not seem like it's trending in the right direction. It's also concerning because they just had a bye week as yeah. well. So yeah. that means that it's not just a one-week niggle thing. We give him an extra bit of rest. The weird thing, though, is that he was cleared to play by doctors for the previous game, and he just felt like he wasn't right, and so they let him have it off. But it seems like it's still lingering. Clearly, if he's only going to be practicing in a limited capacity at best, so... Red flags uh, in Cleveland. Do you think he isn't getting the right kind of treatment on that shoulder? He going to get you. He going to get you. He going to get you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking trying questions. To make this a I don't, show real I don't quick. know the answer to any of this. I'm just asking some questions. Gonna help me out, Connor uh, Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. No, no, no. Hey, get back to the Cleveland Browns situation here uh, because uh, we know my guy Lawrence is desperately wondering who's going to be throwing the ball to Dor- uh, to uh, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, DPJ. Uh, it's actually going to be P.J. Walker, XFL superstar P.J. Walker, and not Dorian Thompson-Robinson. 
again, the Browns with the three names in a row. Yeah, like they just can't quit this. Right, exactly. Lawrence Jackson, Jackson, any concerns? J. Walker. Walker. There you go, three names. Uh, so, yeah, Lawrence Jackson, Jackson. My question to you, my friend, is uh, what do you, would you downgrade? They're playing the Niners. Are you downgrading, um, you know, Amari Cooper, uh, Elijah Moore, any of yeah. these guys that yeah. if – if it's P.J. Walker versus Deshaun Watson? Yeah, and even though, e- even though he's, you know, more of a seasoned veteran than DTR was, uh, you, you have to down – you got to downgrade him even if Deshaun Watson was playing at full strength on the strength that they're playing the 49ers and they've dominated uh, everybody. You still got to start Amari Cooper. There's too many injuries not to do it, but definitely they'll get it. Uh, they'll get a downgrade with uh, with PJ Walker in there. Just quickly as well, one thing to note about this game: uh, 20 mile per hour winds, scattered showers oh, in Cleveland on Sunday. So add that to the PJ Walker experience. Probably not starting Elijah Moore in your flex. Yeah, I mean, I think Amari Cooper's the only one you feel like. Even, I don't want to say you feel confident about, but you just feel like target share may get them there. Maybe it's a lot of dump offs to Jerome Ford in this one as well. The only last injury that I just think is notable is Amon Ross. Brown, who is trending towards once again questionable. I think that's a that's a big one. The rest we'll talk more about tomorrow. But I know Connor, you want to get to something yeah. right now. <laughs> I love who's eating good. Oh, do you? Okay, that's by Applebee's. <laughs> Absolutely served by Applebee's. Served, served, served by our friends at Applebee's. I'll tell, you Applebee's. I'll tell you who's eating good and has two thumbs. This guy, because I'm eating free thanks to that guy. I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll get remember there. When, remember when we bet? On our matchup last yeah, week? Yeah, we even now. What are you talking we're about? We're even. We were even before. We've done this before where we had to look it up. Man, look, all right. Um, Penn State, Blake, get on research. I think, I think I'm think i one meal up on Lawrence here. This is outrageous. There's a lot going on in that league. I bet yeah. down in Mexico on the weekend. I believe down in the Mexico. But you know what, though? Yeah, but you know what, though? I've seen them rosters and still said, let's bet. Knowing damn well, I had Braxton Berrios. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty big but, up in that but league. But you You're know, you know that that's, that's fantasy league. for you. It's a pretty deep. It's a pretty deep league, and uh, we're. Uh, all right, we'll look at that. In a, <laughs> right? Am I? Out of, or, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, you the did place. the last one first. It's fine. It's, it's nothing we're not accustomed to. <laughs> all right, all right so. number one on who's eating good here: Brees Hall versus the yeah. Eagles, and Brees absolutely uh, had the buffet against the Broncos, where he simply you did there. went nuts. Career high: 25 mm-hmm. touches in Denver. Robert Sala has come out and said they're not limiting his workload going going forward. He obviously had nearly 200 yards on the ground. So, Lawrence, I'll, I'll tee you up here first on this one. The Eagles are a totally different beast than the Denver Broncos' run defense or what we call that a run defense. Do you think Brees can maybe not keep up 177 yards on the ground but remain an RB1? Yeah, well, definitely. He, he, he's coming off a game with 25 touches. So, if you're telling me he's going to get 20 touches against the, against the top Eagles' rush defense, then you still got to go for that. Last week this time, Brees Hall was like a flex play. And we said, hey, we all said, get him now before he gets hot. Well, now he burning hot. He hot as hell right now after 194 yards from scrimmage. So, But this is the thing, though. They face the Eagles this week. But after the bye week, they get the Giants the, and the Chargers and the Raiders. So those are matchups. He going to go back to the buffet. So we like him, you know, you still obviously going to start him this week, but you're really going to be loving it after that. Yep, hit 21 and a half miles per hour on that touchdown run, which is the fastest speed that anyone not named Hill, Mostert, or A-Chan has hit this season. So that tells me that he's all the way back in terms of his peak capacity 
from that ACL. And I just wonder if Brees Hall, like we think of running backs so much as kind of uh, they're a product of their context, right? If you've got a great offensive line, that's half the battle. I wonder if Brees Hall is so talented that he can just overcome uh, the Jets banged up offensive line and Zach Wilson, the way that Jonathan Taylor did in 2021 with Carson Wentz as his quarterback and a meh offensive line. Brees Hall might just be so explosive that he can put up numbers even if he's up against it with his team. That's the thing. I mean, obviously it's a different running back, but I, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of Ken Walker in there in the yeah. sense that like he may get 20 touches and 18 of them may go for like 2.4 yards, but then one goes for 70. Right. Yes. I, I mean, like he's just a guy that I think is because he's their best chance at scoring against Philadelphia. He's going to get a massive volume. I'm at running back 18 this week. I think you have to start him. Certainly lower expectations against him against Philadelphia versus Denver. But yeah. I'm they, starting they him this use, week. Use him in short passing game too. Yeah, he had to. three catches. He didn't. He didn't need to do that this right. game because he ran all over the Broncos. But that could be another way to get him the football. Yeah, and they're living up to what they're saying about Brees. There was only ten offensive snaps of sixty-two for Dalvin Cook in this game. Dalvin Cook is an afterthought in this offense. Do you think if Zach Wilson has a bad game, it's definitely his job after the bye? It felt like he kind of kept everyone at bay with that performance against Kansas City, but he was bad last week again. I think it'll depend going into the bye what their options are. I don't think they're excited about the idea of Trevor Simeon being elevated. I'm not excited. But if there's somebody that's looking to unload a backup quarterback, a viable backup quarterback during the bye, that they can get them in there. Or a starting quarterback that just lost a number one wide receiver for four weeks. Mr. Cousins. Is is, is, uh, one and four. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's a big game for Zach Wilson against a brutal opponent. Yeah. All right, our next one here, Gabe Davis against the Giants. Everybody's been feasting against the Giants. Basically, every appetizer and more has been there if you're playing that defense. Gabe Davis against the Jaguars. Here's the big thing right now, Jay. He's catching a lot of touchdowns, and we know that's the story with Gabe Davis. He he can be touchdown dependent, but he is catching all of the touchdowns right now, which kind of gives you a lot of hope for him going forward. He is. It's nice with Gabe Davis because he has two dependencies, not one, because he's dependent on touchdowns and long passes. And if he's just giving you one of those two, then he can provide value. The main thing with him is that he just looks healthy. He looks way more explosive than he did last year, where he's coming off the ankle sprain in week two. So I think Gabe Davis is very underrated. I think he's a viable, you know, high-end wide receiver three, Matthew, that type of player. Yeah, obviously, listen, he's touchdown dependent, but he's been scoring touchdowns. He's the only wide receiver to have four consecutive games with a score, two different games with at least 90 receiving yards and a touchdown. He's the number two wide receiver on one of the better offenses in the NFL with one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Giants, by the way, you like this matchup. Uh, You like this matchup as the Giants are tied for the third most touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers and so again it's the Gabe Davis experience you either have to start him all the time or never start him he's more touchdown dependent than most wide receivers but again because of the red zone and end zone looks because the offense the quarterback he plays with more often than not especially this year it feels like he's gonna score you like his chances on Sunday night against the Giants by the way another reason to tune in for Sunday Night Football on Peacock One and NBC. One of the many reasons. Yeah. One of the to, many, to many reasons. To see if Gabe Davis will get that touchdown. Yeah. It would be five straight games. You can, games uh, you can bet an anytime touchdown on DraftKings and using the promo code Barry. There you, you go. Know, there you go. I should get us a boost. Definitely. Use your power. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to call Mr. King and say, like, we Mr. King. Mr. King. As opposed to Mr. Robbins. Yeah, no, no, no. Mr. King. DraftKings is named after Mr. King. Yeah. I thought Mr. Kings, but that's fine. Mr. Kings. It's fine. There's a bunch of kings. And, it, he, he, and they be, draft. Because of, those, they draft. Uh, because of those touchdowns, yeah. he's actually wide receiver 19 on a points-per-game basis. That's, hey a, that's, you know, that's a little higher than we uh, rank them every sure, week. Sure. I'll start them every week if, if they play in the Giants. Give me that. Gabe Davis is the type of receiver. It don't really matter what the matchup is. It doesn't matter who the team is. It's like, is he going to catch this long touchdown? 
and that's what he's been doing I, so far. I mean, but literally, that is the question. Is he going to catch a touchdown? Because, again, he's got an under 16% target share so far this year. He's had three or fewer receptions in three of five games this week. The game against Jacksonville, he got bailed. I mean, he was doing nothing all yeah. game. At the very end of out. the game, the very end of the game, caught a long ball and got into the end zone and sort of bailed you out in terms of your fantasy day. So, again, just that's the Gabe Davis experience. Again, it's not a high-volume uh, game for him usually it is will he score a touchdown or not and so that's just basically but again you can't guess when it's going to be a touchdown game to your point Lawrence it's like you can't sit and go like oh, he'll score one this week I don't think this <laughs> yeah, week. You, either, you either always start him or you never it's start like the him. blackjack thing you always hit on what always is it, right you always right you, know, you either always hit on 16 or yeah. never hit on 16 yeah. I, right? would you buy, know? I would buy stock in Gabe Davis the other thing that I think helps him Bills have the hardest remaining schedule in football. Like, look at, they just play like the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Cowboys every week, right. which I think helps because they're not going to be 14 point favorites like this week that much. They're going to be in close games. They're going to have to throw, and Davis will benefit. All right, our last one here, as promised, 12 minutes on Desmond Ritter. Lawrence, you only, got, Ritter make the show, you only got 15 seconds of the 12 minutes. So, Desmond Ritter coming off with the because best game of his young career. The only two people Take in this away. world that love Desmond Ritter the most Sorry. Mama Ritter <laughs> and Lawrence Jackson Jr. And, and for good reason. And we couldn't know. get Mama Ritter on the show. We yeah. tried. But we, yeah. we should try harder yeah. next week after he unloads on the Washington Commanders. Top five quarterback uh, in fantasy in week five. That's cool. Versus a middling Texas, Texas defense. Not the best defense, but certainly not the worst defense as they were in the past. Now, yeah. the thing about this is, is like, we You're brilliant, awesome pass to B. John Robinson in close space. <laughs> yeah, right. One but hand see, behind see that. that catch. Uh, but but see, that. Just, but, hit, yeah, but, just hits but, him but, in space. What a great play I, I, by Jamal I, I, Crawford around the guy. Hey, we 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 get it how we live. He got his second rushing touchdown of the season there. And the thing interesting about this game is. They didn't run the ball good. Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson and Tyler Algier combined for 31 carries yeah. and 86 yards. So they won the game on the arm that they tried to hide with 37 passing attempts of that of Desmond Ritter. But is it, can we start him in Superflex going forward? I don't know. Maybe versus the Commanders who had a 25th worst defense in the league. Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arizona. Those are some of the guys – those are some of the teams that he'll face uh, yeah. coming up here. Look, all jokes aside about Desmond Ritter, he has definitely played better at home than he has on the road. This game is at home. My commanders are awful on defense. I, I mean, it, they're the second-worst scoring defense in the NFL this year. They've allowed the third-most po- fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I have Ritter at QB 21, so I'm just kind of as a low-end QB 2. He is viable in a super flex or two QB league if you need one, especially if you're, you know, if you're sitting there and you – you were starting. Like I need whatever. him in our league. No, no what it doesn't mean like if you had if you had Jordan Love or you know Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett on a bye or you had Richardson and you missed out on Minshew yeah. on the waivers or whatever. Deshaun you need a Watson quarterback. Deshaun Watson might not be playing. You, you feel better about Ritter than you do about PJ Walker against the the Niners. That kind of thing. Daniel if, Jones. Daniel Jones. Dayball said he just came out like literally while we were talking. He's not going to practice today, Daniel Jones. So we'll, that's not that's ideal. Not Right, um, you know, <laughs> the physical and mental, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so um, there's scenarios when you might want to use Desmond Ritter this week. I will say he's has at least 30 pass attempts in every game since week one. Um, you know, he's coming off a 300 yard game. It's a good matchup, and I still don't think he's very good. Uh, but but do I think he is? You know, if you squint your eyes and, and uh, think about it, this week at home against Washington, do I think he's usable? I do, Lawrence. I do. Yeah, I will say as well. His stats were very impressive against uh, the Texans. I don't. No, no, no. I'm. Yeah. This is pro Ritter. 
He, he was as good as his stats. He was sure. magnificent in that game. He made great throws. These weren't just dump well. off to Bijan and Yak creating his line. He played really well. Quietly, as bad as he's been, he's still QB 19 on the season. And yep. he showed that, you know, he can service his weapons. And they have weapons on that team. Drake London's really good. Kyle Pitts sprung back to life. Jono Smith is a thing. And they Bichon. just traded for Van Jefferson. Yeah. More, more people. Just, more, just for him. More. I just like the fact that, you know, on a team that never passes, they've got more competition for Kyle Pitts and Drake London to get targets. I'm not ready to say, like, yes, you're done. we'll get into rankings and everything, like, uh, tomorrow and Friday, and we'll talk about whether you can trust Kyle Pitts and Drake London again. But I would feel better about those two guys this week at home against Washington than I normally would. I like the Falcons minus two and a half in that game as well. <laughs> that's that's, be a that's what I'm rooting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like, learned your lesson yeah. after we last on, week, huh? This is a true story. We were on a group text, all of us and, and the, and the, and the uh, producers of the show, and we were like, oh, hey, Lawrence versus Matthew. I'm like, well, but we're both rooting for Atlanta. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I want a draft pick. We're not going anywhere this year. Our team's terrible. I, I, want, a, I want a clean sweep of uh, – I want a new coaching staff next year, and um, – uh, I want to start fresh and with a good draft pick. All right, so this is uh, this is me versus Lawrence. I'm on the right. It's going very quickly without our uh, team names here. I don't know who put this together, but I'll just um, here's our benches. As you can see, Desmond Ritter on Lawrence's bench. He didn't even believe in his own guy. Now he's been uh, beat. He, you beat up yet? Didn't have uh, you? Didn't have Aaron Jones. You beat Michael Smith to Keaton Mitchell hasn't been activated yet. Um, but whatever. I didn't have my ride or die. I'm on Ross. I, I wasn't Brown. winning this anyway. Yeah. It, there's nobody so on my go, bench. Can you go to, back to the starting yeah. lineups very quickly? Yeah. There, Adam. No, my my high score was uh, <laughs> my high score for <laughs> that week was Curtis Samuel. <laughs> yeah. Well. Over Lamar Jackson, over Anthony Richardson. He got yeah. hurt, but he was easily my best score that week. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, I have, I have. Shout most, out to I have, Curtis Samuel. I have Dave Montgomery and Mostert in that league. I, you know, I have Jalen Hurts. Like it, it's, uh, it, it's. Um, I have, I have CD Lamb. My you buddy got, eight. I got, got Sam Howell too. I had Sam Howell, yeah. uh, who, seven. as you saw, future Hall of Famer Sam Howell was the seventh best quarterback. Empty calories, Sam week. Howell. So, whatever they yeah, all count. Yeah, no, they all count. You're right, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I believe I have Hawkinson in that league as well as my tight end. So it's a pretty good team. In fact, I, can we show it one more time, just real quickly? <laughs> show it one more time because I'm going to make one last point. There you go. There I'm. How Tank Dell? I've got Jordan Addison. He just got, you know, I got CeeDee Lamb, Damian Pierce as well. Um, uh, that's Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. This is a team. It put up, it put up, uh, you know, put up 100 and, uh, I got put up 162. Yeah. Put up 162. How up, much I put up? 193? Yeah, you, you put up, no, 93. Yeah, uh, so I, it, my 70 point win. Like, I might be golfing <laughs> you. Um, uh, but 162 with Amon Ross St. Brown on my bench. Uh, I just want to point out that's a team that Yahoo gave me a D. After I drafted it, so thank you. In your face, Yahoo. Well, let's go to in yours as well. But in your why face, we don't ever show the guillotine league teams, right? <laughs> we do that too. Why we don't uh, show that team? You have a good team in that league. Come on, guys. As do I. Yeah. As do I. I'm just surviving. <laughs> 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 yeah. I've I need to make me a trade. Yeah, I, I'll take Devon A chain right now. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> he, oh boy. The problem is you, <laughs> you don't want him in guillotine. No, at the no you don't want a guillotine. I, although there's a lot. Of, Alexa got eliminated this week, and there's a lot. She had a lot of good players on her yeah, team. So uh, the waiver wire will be uh, interesting <laughs> later today. All right. Basketball season is almost here, yes, and that means basketball one season. thing. It's draft <laughs> season. Get the Roto World Basketball Draft Guide, which includes all the rankings, player outlooks, and projections you Whoa. need to win your league this year. Go to NBCSports.com 
to get your draft guide now Hang and use on. code preseason25 Wait, to save pre-season, 25 Use code percent preseason25. Yep, not Barry. Use promo code Barry. No, preseason25. Or, or, or uh, Connor5 or J10. <laughs> Didn't make the Where's cut. Our, where are promo? It's... 25% you then use promo code preseason25 Yeah, and you get a $10 Fanatics e-gift card. This is better oh, than Barry 20. And you get Way 25% better. off and a $10 Fanatics gift card, yeah. plus the free season-long tool with the Fantasy Basketball Draft Guide. Absolute heist. It's outrageous. Way better than our promo How's codes. This business, how are we staying in business? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find out tomorrow. All right, we're going to break. When <laughs> we're back, keep it open, close it out, start it. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, discover beauty around every turn. Your road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and discover why California is the ultimate playground. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This Saturday, South Bend will set the stage for some of the biggest stars in college football that hope to shine in one of the sport's biggest rivalries as the USC Trojans take on the Fighting Irish under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium. Legacies will be written and bragging rights will be claimed. It's USC, Notre Dame, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC and Peacock. Still not not great. I mean, it's never going to be perfect. This game is it's an imperfect game, so it's never going to be perfect. But there's definitely things that we need to clean up. Continue, we need to continue to clean up. Um, still just a little bit sloppy, but... The difference is we're making the plays when we have to make them in crunch time. And I think, you know, some of the other two games that we've lost, we didn't do that. You know, when the moment was there, we kind of let the opportunity slip. So I think that's the biggest difference. And so I think if we clean up even more of the mistakes and the execution and the sloppiness, it'll be even, even cleaner. This is Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who was undefeated against the Fighting Irish in his college career. Hey, uh, now. Want to know, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Didn't lose many games in his college career. Listen, Trevor Lawrence is where we start, guys, against the Colts. He comes in as a top 10 QB for Barry this week, Jay, right at QB 10. Trevor Lawrence, a lot of big moments in London last week. What do you think about this one? You keep riding with Trevor Lawrence as starting QB? Uh, I think you have to. Against the Colts defense, that is fine, but not overly intimidating. Lawrence does have these random plays every game, though. It's like, what are you doing, Trevor? One of the fumbles against the Bills in the red zone as well. Now, he suffered from drops that weren't his fault in the first month of the season. They started finally converting third downs against the Bills, and that really won them the game. So, look, Lawrence, he's a locked-in QB1. Yes, it's kind of a rough around the edges sometimes, but you've just got to start him every week. He also plays very well against Indianapolis in five the last five games against the Colts he's averaging almost 18 fantasy points per game he's got a little bit of rushing as well 25 rushing yards or more in three or five games a season so that helps keep the floor a little bit high 
to your point, you think about that week one game against the Colts. That was the only game this season where he had multiple touchdown passes. Trevor Lawrence. So I'm at QB 10 this week. I'm obviously keeping it open. You, you wish for a little bit more consistency, but I like the fact that they're getting ETN going, making a much more balanced offense. So, uh, yeah, give me some Trevor Lawrence as a QB 1. I'm keeping it open, Lawrence. I'm going to keep it open as well. I have him as well as a quarterback one this week, even though he's quarterback 19 in points per game. I don't think that matters for this particular matchup in week one, which was very recent against these Colts. He was quarterback eight this week, and the Colts are giving up the 10th most points to quarterbacks in fantasy, so let's dial him up. T-Law, get back on track, dog. There you go. Barry, this next one, I think everyone's starting to lose faith in Ramondre Stevenson. The only good news is he's got the Raiders this week, but for Ramondre right now, he's RB30 on the season with only nine points per game per week. Can you still trust Ramondre Stevenson in your lineup? Trust is a strong word, Connor, and um, no is the answer. No. I mean, I'm going to close it out on Ramondre Stevenson. Now, listen, oh. I am at running back 22, which – you know, because of, because of, you know, you've got teams on a bye and some people that are banged up, and I guess there's, in theory, a floor there. But, like, in an ideal world, you're not using Ramondre Stevenson. You may be forced to as an RB2 or as a flex this week, but if I have a better option, I'm using it. The problem is, is that the passing game usage has completely gone away. Yeah. He has a 9% target share this year, right? I mean, last year he had a 17% target share. They're not using him in the passing game. He's had single-digit fantasy points in three straight games, under 70% of the snaps in three straight games. His routes have decreased in every game this season. His routes, his snaps, everything. Like, if you look at it, um, I tweeted this out last night. I do this 10 takeaways Tuesday thread, you know, on Twitter, something like that. A bunch of T's. Very high T's. <laughs> like, I do. It, I, I don't know what it is. But, but once you get it, though, yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Out to Denny Carter, very high T uh, thread there. But um, it, one of my takeaways was this about Ramondre Stevenson. And again, I showed a screenshot of just like if all the metrics that you you use in terms of like his utilization. Um, and uh, shout out to Fantasy Life. And it's like everything is trending in the wrong direction for this guy. The whole offense looks like a mess. I get it. Las Vegas is not a great defense. But I will say this. That played pretty well against mm -hmm. the Packers on Monday night. This yeah. game is in Las Vegas. That defensive line is playing well. And uh, if A.J. Dillon didn't score that touchdown, he'd have been like running back 36. Like he got bailed out because he fell into the end zone, and that's always a chance with Stevenson, although that certainly hasn't happened in three games. Like, so I'm closing it out on Stevenson. If I can use somebody else, I will. Yeah, I just think that, look, the Patriots, obviously you don't want to buy shares of that offense, but these two disasters have happened against the Cowboys and the Saints. These are two of the five best defenses. I, I just don't think the Patriots are this bad. I don't think they're good, but they're not, you know, zero points type of bad. And this team did, they almost beat the Eagles. They almost beat the Dolphins. That was this season that that happened. Yeah. And they've had a lot of injuries, but it's mainly on defense where the injuries have been with Judon and Christian Gonzalez. I still think this can be a competent offense that it looked like in the first two weeks. And now they're going up against the Raiders, who, yes, looked good against the Packers, but... Jordan Love did not look good at all, and a lot of that was self-inflicted. So I do think that there is still some hope for Ramondre. Right, but are you so keeping you, you it, keep open it open on Ramondre? I would, I would start Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, in a nutshell. The, the, He's a low-end RB, too. The, uh, those early games when it, you said where they were almost going to be the fairness, Eagles. He, he was high on Najee Harris, too. So, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I almost I forgot about that. He, he Najee, was, hey, look, Najee Harris got injured. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
fast. No, those <laughs> close games against the and, Eagles. You know, it, I've never gotten a call wrong either, so I just like to take <laughs> yeah, those shots. Right, right. Um, he's, Ramondre Stevenson yeah. is running back 30 in points per game. You know who has more points than Ramondre Stevenson this I bet you there's, I bet you there's at least 29 of them. <laughs> at least, of them. but you know who one of them is? Who's that? Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, there you go. From the, and he's, yeah. he, he ain't even been he's playing the last time. two games, right? Yeah. You talked about his target share. He's got 12 receptions, 87 yards. Six for 66 of those came in week one. So we don't love that. And you talked about the Raiders' defense. They played so okay. From week, two, from week two through week five, yeah, I he's just got math the, in my head, six receptions. Yeah, right. so, yeah, we don't in love four that. four games, right? We don't love that. Yes. The, uh, the Raiders are – Four games. They're not Six great. receptions in four games. It's a little over yes. one catch per game. Yeah, yeah. look at that. Einstein. Two math geniuses over here. Matthew yeah, good hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. He's, also, he's got three straight single-digit fantasy points, so – yeah, we got we got to close that out. Zeke's been better as far as yards per carry, so that's all you need to know. And though the Patriots have been close to some of these teams, he himself, Stevenson, has just not been. He's averaging two point eight yards a carry. That's nasty. I think that's my biggest concern when I watch Stevenson. Even the eye test fails you. Last year, they weren't a great offense last year, but when they checked the ball down to him, he could break three tackles and get 12 yards. This Uh, year, he's not breaking those tackles. He's not making those plays. Looks Dalvin Cookish. Yeah, yeah, scary place to be. Trust me. These days, yeah, for sure. Our next one here, Miles Sanders going to Miami. Mm -hmm. Lawrence, he comes in as RB33 this week. Is that a is that a uh, justification for you to close this one out? Yeah, because he's RB thirty one for real. You know, uh, Chuba Hubbard's out carried him twenty three to twenty in the past two games. He's averaging three yards a carry to Chuba Hubbard's four and a half this season. Um, no running back has ran for more than fifty yards against the Dolphins since we won, and that was Austin Eckler. He's a he's a top tier back. Miles Sanders isn't. So with all those factors, uh, I got to close it out. And I think they're moving more towards a split committee now that Hubbard's been getting more of that work. The issue as well is just that they're 13 and a half point underdogs to the Dolphins. So game script, I think, will kill them here, Connor. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. I think there's this is realistically a game that the Panthers are trailing by double digits the whole time and forced to run the old throw to Adam Thielen <laughs> junk time playbook what a throw is. So, yeah 100% I mean by the way uh, Darren Gant who uh, works for Panthers.com tweeted this out literally just a few minutes ago uh, Reich said RB running Miles Sanders quote came out of the game with a little something unquote doesn't expect Sanders to practice <laughs> today a little something uh, little something I don't think NFL injury reports work that way <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll well, tell you what because that could be good or DNP. bad you leave something. with a little something that's good that could be good yeah but you okay. could leave with a little something that could be bad this is this is true and that's not just in football by the way that's that's good life advice um yeah but what I'll say is is that um Miles Sanders I'll tell you what he didn't come out of the game with and that's a touchdown I, well, I, well done. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, he just part of the argument, part of the pro, the, the two Miles Sanders arguments are this. It's like, hey, he's being involved in the passing game this year. All right, well, the uh, last two games, he's had a 6% target share. 
you know, he had he had 15% in the first three games. Like, they were using him, but last two games, they just haven't. And then you're like, well, and also he's going to get a lot of workload. He's all they got. He's like, he's the running back version around the field. And yes, he's not sexy, but just volume will get him there. Well, that's actually not true either. He's had an under 50% snap rate in two games as Chuba Hubbard has continued to eat into his workload. And whether that's because of the groin injury, or he's been less than healthy, or that the game script has gone that way, or they're seeing something out of Hubbard, whatever the reason is, he's not getting the passing down work. He's not getting the volume here. And so over the last two weeks, Miles Sanders has 37% of the team's rushes compared with 50% in the first three weeks. So he's in a timeshare on a bad team, and he's not 100% healthy. Like, what are we excited about here, guys? He's my running back 33, and I might be too high on him. Like, yeah, I'm closing it out. The other problem with him is that I think it's instructive that, like, he's being displaced by Chuba Hubbard. This isn't Raheem Mostert losing touches to yeah. Devon Achan, where it's like, yeah. oh, well, that's not a reflection on you, Raheem. You're doing fine. Right. Since this guy's the fastest guy on the planet. He's getting displaced <laughs> by Chuba Hubbard. We know exactly what Chuba Hubbard is, and he's not Devon Achan. Yeah, there you go. Our next one here. Chuba Hubbard, like, I thought I was doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. He's fine. What, what a strafe. Yeah. What honey, a strafe. Honey, okay. come look. There's an Australian <laughs> TV taking a dump on you. <laughs> Uh, oh man our next one james cook he's got the giants of course on sunday night football and jay (laughs) cook comes in as a top 20 running back for barry this week and you know listen season low eight touches in week five he finished with negative four rushing yards but should be a good bounce back opportunity you would think i mean this is as dreamy as it gets as a matchup against the giants Defense as 14-point favorites. I wouldn't read too much into that game in Jacksonville. One, the whole team just looked jet-lagged from the start, and they seemed that they just were not awake for that game. Two, they were trailing the entire game, and they were throwing uh, a ton. And then three, they just couldn't convert a third down and stay on the field. So I would just largely throw that one out. I'd look back into the first month of the season as what to expect from Cook going forward, so I'd keep it open. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it open. The, the, the matchups here is going to be night and day. You're going against the Giants, third worst against running backs in fantasy. That's basically giving it up for free most times on the first night. Week four, he still had 12 carries and he scored. He also had a 48-yard reception. Now, week five, right? The game script kind of affected how that went. The five carries for minus four yards is that's a that's an ugly look. But he still had the four targets, caught three of them for uh, 20, uh, 25 yards. You look at the Giants the past two weeks. Moster and Nachan combined for over two hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. The week before that, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet uh, combined for over a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. So I think uh, James Cook will do something. He has a chance to do something in between that against this Giants defense. Barry, clearly for you, you're keeping this one open. He's a top 20 running back for you this week. When my love-hate list comes out tomorrow, he's going to be on it as well. I'm at running back 17. We talked about this. The Bills are two touchdown favorites. I think what's positive here and, uh, and wins this year Cook is averaging almost 16 fantasy points per game. So, again, we expect the Bills to win. You should still tune in to the game on Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock um, because you never know. But um, we do expect the Bills to win. Uh, three of the five games this season, he's had four more targets. He's had a double-digit target share in each of those games as well. Giants, by the way, have allowed the third-most touchdowns to opposing running backs this season as well. So, yeah, I think James will cook on Sunday night. Well, oh, you, but you take that off. one right there. Thank you, you can take much. the day off. Thank you very much. There you go. For the final three fellows, we'll go individually around the horn. Jay, you got Devontae Smith. He's got the Jets. And it feels like since A.J. Brown got really loud, um, you know, towards the offense as a whole, 
everything's gone right <laughs> for A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah, Nothing's yeah. gone right for Devontae Smith. It hasn't, and it's a tough matchup against the Jets. I still just believe in the talent too yeah, much. The there are certain guys. Yeah. It's like it's not he's not quite at this level, but when it wasn't going right for Jamar Chase, it's like, well, he's still Jamar Chase. Devontae Smith isn't, but he's that next tier down. So I'm just going to start Devontae Smith every week that he's healthy. Every uh, of, of all the Philadelphia pass catchers, actually, he's actually run the most routes. Dating back to last season when he has more than five targets, he's averaging over 17 fantasy points per game. So I'm keeping it open, wide receiver 21. I completely agree with you. I think they just have a lot of pass catchers. they got to kind of spread the wealth. And so, yes, A.J. Brown's gotten his the last couple of games. Dallas Goddard got his last week. They're going to make a point to get the Slim Reaper involved. And me and Penn State Blake are just telling you, as soon as they come, that prop comes out on DraftKings' first drive, yeah. Devontae Smith to get a reception – Boom. How, how is Devontae that. Smith the slim raper? Isn't that Kevin Durant? Hasn't that already been it It's also Devontae Smith. Oh, You've got to have much. a football slim one raper. and a basketball one. Right. Yeah. It's right. like right. how everyone's A-Rod. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the reusing nicknames. Uh, okay. Quite a, a bit. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not crazy. He is, no, he's, he's a slim raper. He's a slim raper. People yes. have absolutely called him that. That's fine. Exactly why. Smith's, yeah. Well, you Durant, know what? There, there should be a Slim Reaper for everything. There should be a Slim Reaper for, for, for hockey. Yeah. Do you, you, who's the hockey? Yeah, Victor Hedman becomes a Slim Reaper. Right. Sure. In the WNBA. You like the WNBA. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the Slim Reaper in the WNBA? Brianna Stewart. Brianna yeah. yeah. Stewart. There you go. Wow. Who's the Slim Reaper on this show? It's Connor Rogers. Yeah, there you go. There we go. I like that. Everybody's got a Slim Reaper. Definitely not me. Lawrence, how about Michael Thomas? He's got the Texans this week. Here's the thing with Michael Thomas. He's been fine, but the ceiling has not. He just hasn't been able to score. He hasn't been able to get uh, to 13 fantasy points in a game this season. So do you continue to ride with the floor of Michael Thomas? Yeah, this is a good question because because (laughs) you are – No, no, no. Just hang on. No, no, no. Before you go there, Lawrence, I just want to ask Jay this because, I mean, Lawrence, you remember this. In the preseason, Jay was really in on Michael Thomas, and then he bailed on Michael Thomas, and then he was back in on Michael Thomas. He might be back in today. We're not not sure whether – It's it's a constantly moving chart as to whether you – where you are at. We need, like – we need, like, some sort of graphic. Like, yeah. this week, today, Jay is in or out on Michael Thomas. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends how he plays, Matthew. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, you got to ask, you gotta right ask some hindsight. I couldn't here. love him any more than uh, MT, Michael Thomas. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yes, been, classic. He's the, the sneaky thing with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave is not right at all. Yeah, clearly. that's correct. He's got, what, he have one catch against the Pages? I know game script mm-hmm. there, and it was a touchdown. But Olave's not right, and Michael Thomas is right. He looks fantastic out there. Now, he's not putting up the big yardage totals. Doesn't have any touchdowns yet on the season, which you'd like to see. But he's a kind of he's a flex wide receiver. He's rock solid. So you keeping it open? Yeah, I'm gonna keep, keep it. it open. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it closed. But, congr- but congrats to Michael Thomas for hitting a season high 65 yards. We <laughs> <laughs> hey, ten points every could, week. Could, he got drafted outside the top 100. That's he's, he's wide receiver 44 points per game, which I guess. <laughs> That's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So it's he's not like, bad. He's like the Najee Harris of wide You guys thought he would be in the CFL by now. Yeah. He's nah, so nah, wrong. we ain't going to do him like that. Um, I, I will say at the last Saints game, there were six, there were six scouts from the CFL <laughs> clocking him. I just want to say. There's nah, one guy see, with a Rough Riders see, hat. See, 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 Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. CFL speed game. No, I don't know if Michael Thomas will work there. Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr is averaging 189 passing yards outside of week one. So that, too, makes me not love it. I kind of, almost rather start Rashid Shaheed because that's a touchdown play. waiting yeah, to happen, yeah, speaking yeah. of that. Hey, maybe so, Michael Lawrence. Thomas is more built for, like, the Birmingham Stallions. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah, USFL. Yeah. USFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, Our last one here, Jerry Judy. He's got <laughs> I'm the Chiefs. Close that out of Michael Thomas too. By okay. Way. Yeah, I'm shocked. Sacrilege. Did you ever open it? You no. can't close out a tab. You never open. No, I, I will say like, but Mike uh, Jay. Well, yes, he does not have any touchdowns. <laughs> no, he, he does have one end zone target this year. So That's he did just... have a chance at one at one point oh, during man. the season. I'm at wide receiver 37, so slightly higher than his season average. It's, you know, if you're desperate, I suppose. But, yeah, there's a floor there. There's just not upside, but I'm closing it out. First three games, he had 26 targets. Week four, Derek Carr was not right at all against yeah. the Bucs. Uh, and then against the Patriots, they won by 50 points. Barry, our last one. Jerry Barry Judy. This week. Yeah. He's got the Chiefs. The Broncos' passing offense looked honestly quite terrible last week besides yeah. what they were able to throw to the backfield. He comes in as wide receiver 33 for you this week. I'm going to close it out. Look, I, if you used him, I wouldn't look at you weird and be like, what are you doing there, right? I mean, again, like, so he's in a, if you're in a 12-team, three-wide receiver league, I think he's a viable wide receiver three in that type of format. I'm at wide receiver 33 for this week. The problem is it's just there's just not a lot of touchdown upside here as well, right? Mm-hmm. He has not scored a touchdown in 84% of his career games. Like, for, this, is, this is not just this year. It is for his career. He's just never been a guy that gets into the end zone a lot. He has just 10% of the Broncos' red zone targets so far this year, under 20% of the team targets in three of four games this year. Could, could it be a blowout here against Kansas City? Could they throw to Jerry Judy? He's always a threat. Obviously, he is very good after the catch, so could he take a long one? But the Chiefs are playing really well. This game is in Kansas City as well, so I don't know. I mean, Jerry Judy, who's had under 55 receiving yards in uh, three out of four games this year, outside my top 30, I'm closing it out on Jerry Judy. Yeah, we even heard Robert Salas say after playing the Broncos, they aren't letting their quarterback play quarterback. Pretty big indictment on the Sean Payton <laughs> Russell go. Wilson yeah, relationship. That's, that was a real real quote, by the way. Mm-hmm. Crush your Sunday scaries next weekend with the best remedy possible, Sunday Night Football. Check out NBCSports.com slash SNF to enter for a chance to win a trip for two to a Sunday Night Football game next season and check out our watch party schedule. We're taking one more break. When we're back, it's our early line alert for week six. Find out what spreads and totals caught our attention. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VERY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Early line alert, guys. We are looking at some of the lines that have launched for week number six. Jay, what do you have your eye on? Looking at the Indianapolis Colts, Connor, plus four. The Jags is a rare occasion where the home team is at a massive travel disadvantage coming back from two weeks in London. I think this Colts defense is solid. Offensive line playing really well as well. I think that will keep this to a field goal or less. Barry, what about you? I'm going to take the under in this Niners-Browns game. Listen, it opened at 40 and a half. It's already down to 37 and a half, but like... 15 to 25 mile per hour winds are expected. Deshaun Watson's not practicing today. David Njoku not practicing today. I don't know. And, and again, the Niners playing, I don't know how either team scores in this game because two really good defenses yep. and there's going to be one bad offense on Cleveland's side. Give me the under on 37 and a half. While Watson did not practice, doesn't look like he's going to play. If he does, I like the Browns. Actually, it's live dogs in this game. If the Browns could stay close, then they'll have a chance with their defense, two top defenses. Guys, I'm going with with what works. Dolphins covering 13 and a half against the Panthers. Panthers might be the worst team in the league right now. Miami's going to score. All right. For all of us, goodbye. Peace out. (laughs)